welcome to Run the Table. I'm your host, Bryce Tinson. Obert, how we doing today? Very good. Uh, ready for some uh, playoff football for sure. We got we got NFL playoffs uh, tomorrow. They start uh, first game, 4.30 is Seahawks 49ers, right? Tomorrow. <laughs> um, so first things first, we're going to do our... Um, our playoff predictions, obviously, it's the most important thing. And then, after we get all the way through the Super Bowl and give you our winner, we're going to go back and revisit how we did with our predictions. Let's just say that we weren't awful, but we had some, in in the macro level of, of the NFL, we weren't terrible. But in the micro of certain divisions, it was it was bad. And and there's yeah. a couple, there's a couple, obviously, injuries play a factor into that, but there's a couple that'll you know, make us look kind of silly. Obviously, I think got a lot in the AFC. I, I, I think it was pretty close. Yeah. I think the only one was Jags and Titans. Yep, but. I went back. I went back and looked, and your NFC was rough. Uh, injuries absolutely killed you in one division. Um, other than that, I mean, it was what? NFC West. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, that's the one. Um, so that was... Uh, We'll get, we'll get into all that in in you know after this segment. But first, we're going to get into uh, the NFL playoff predictions. We're going to start with the wild card, obviously, and then and work our way in. So, first game that I want to talk about is Chargers Jaguars. I mean, in my opinion, at least this is this is the best game of wild card weekend. This is what I'm looking forward to the most. I, I know that you have some teams that you root for um, on you know the Cowboys, but. You know, these are two of my teams in the AFC, and we got good young quarterbacks, um, two teams that uh, have had kind of different seasons, but have also, you know, they're young, and and, and this is really their first time in the playoffs. Um, you know, the Chargers, I think they made it. No, this is Herbert's first time in the playoffs, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, this is we got very first playoff start for both Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. Give me your takeaway. Give me give me your prediction. Let's, let's hear it. Uh. You know, I, listen, I have a lot to respect about the Chargers, but at the same time, a lot I don't respect at all. Um, you know, this is an organization, let's keep in mind, folks, that goes on Twitter you know, <laughs> and takes a victory lap every single time they make the playoffs. For most franchises, this is a stepping stone. You know, this isn't the end goal. But I think uh, an organization like the Chargers is just happy to be here. And when they when they make the playoffs, they say, all of our goals are accomplished. We're not going to try anymore, and that's it. And that's what I took, um, you know, from from the Chargers social media team. And as far as this game's game goes, the Jaguars versus Chargers, it sets up well for the Jags. Listen, obviously they played in a winner go home game against the Titans, but I think I might have said this on the on the last episode. I think there was part of that that's like. Okay, you know, we know that this is a winner go home, but let's keep the playbook as vanilla as possible. So if we do make it in six days or whatever when this game is being played, you know, from the from the last time or no, I guess it would have been seven days because mm-hmm. they played on Saturday. But um so in seven days when we play next, we'll be ready. We won't have to have, you know, come up with some totally different offensive schemes and strategies. Um and so I think they saved probably a lot of their best stuff. For this game, the Chargers are kind of banged up right now, um, you know, and, and I think they'll have enough guys so, so that it shouldn't be too much of a factor. But just with how these two teams have played, I think the Chargers have been a lot of up and down. Like you said, the Jags were definitely up and down with the four and eight start. 
But with how they've been winning lately, I think both teams really, like you said, like, I don't know if the, you know, the core Chargers players have a lot of playoff experience. In fact, I don't really think they do Um, off the top of my head. There are obviously always veterans for both sides, but I, I don't really think the lack of playoff experience for either team plays much of a factor. So I, you know, I think if anything, home team, Jaguars playing at home Saturday night, it's really a game where you can't bank on one team. Like, oh, well, this team's going to yeah. do this and they'll be like, we don't know. So we'll have to kind of cross that bridge when we get there. But I think, you know, I, I go back to this 20, I think it was 18 college football playoff national championship guy like Trevor Lawrence, man, who was playing in the biggest stage of his life. And everybody thought as a true freshman, everybody was thinking, how is he going to react? And he plays one of the greatest games of football. I hate hyperbole, but one of the greatest (laughs) games quarterback I've seen at the college football level. And, you know, Clemson wins that game in an absolute route. And uh, so I, my point being, I think, there's one thing I can bank on is that Trevor Lawrence going to play confident and he's going to play well on the biggest stage, you know, maybe since that national championship. So I'm going to take the Jags to win. Um, I think it'll be a really close game though. Uh, you know, I, I think these teams, it's kind of like going into the season were a lot similar. Um, I kind of felt pretty close about them. Like I, I think I had the chargers on the bubble, but not quite making it because a team like the chargers would. You actually did have them making it. I did have them making Yeah, they were your seven. That's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so it'll be interesting. I, I am going to take the Jags, though. I think they just have just enough to get it done. And I think having played as well as they have for so long, yeah. I think also helps them uh, winning the five straight games. So I think the Chargers win a close one. Yeah, um, the Jags this is this is the worst, and I, I, t- I told you this, this is the worst first-round matchup. This was this would have been Cowboys-Cardinals for you last year had that happened. This is this is what that is for me. Um, I love both of these teams. I love the Jags uh, probably a substantial amount more, but I'm a huge Chargers fan. I love Justin Herbert. I, you know, I have questions about Brandon Staley at this moment because of what they did in Week 18. It, all signs, at least... Last I looked, all signs point to them being relatively healthy, um, as healthy as they've been this season. I haven't, I didn't look at Joey Bosa. I'm gonna actually look up the Chargers injury report right now um, because that could be big. Uh, let's see, Chargers injury report. We've got Joey Bosa was full participation, so he's likely gonna play. Uh, Mike Williams has not played, but I I saw a report that said that they're expecting him to play on Saturday. Now the the Jags do get the benefit of having an extra day off, having played Saturday night and having going to play Saturday night again. With that being said, I do think that how they played is a little bit of an issue. Um, yep. Josh Dobbs was able to get really whatever he wanted for majority of that game. And I do credit that defense for stepping up in the second half. But I mean, if we're being honest, it was, you know, the, the fumble return touchdown that that's why they won the game. The offense played piss poor and, it's not a great Titans defense. Yeah, Vrabel is a really good defensive coach, but you know the talent isn't there. The Chargers do have a little bit more talent, and they have played better defensively. Obviously, the Broncos game was was kind of a, a, an anomaly in how they had been playing at the at the back half of the season. But like you said, this is a 50-50 toss-up. I mean, this is even even you know ESPN metrics have this at 50 percent. Uh, there is no clear. If anybody tells you what's good, they know what's going to happen, they're wrong. That's one of these games because there's no way to predict who's going to show up and, and whatnot. 
I am going to take the Chargers. I do think that schematically they kind of they kind of match up well with the Jags. They're able to test the corners, and Tyson Campbell has been a really underrated corner for the Jaguars. He's been a top ten corner by essentially every single metric that you can look at. Um, but it's going to be about whether or not the pass rush can get home. Uh, for the Chargers or for the for the Jaguars, not having Rashawn Slater is something that the Chargers have managed to deal with this season. He is possibly coming back if they are able to win this game um, for a second round matchup. But you know, I, I don't know. They're they're young. The the Jaguars are. Arden Key's been playing really well. Josh Allen's played really well too. Even Trayvon Walker had a good game against the Titans. He's been an up and down rookie season. But at the end of the day, I just think when you look at playmakers, guys that can make plays, I think the Chargers just have more. And I'm going to bank on them showing up in this game. Now, I, I do think when you look at coaching, the Jags are better coached than this than the Chargers are, at least from a top-down level when you look at overall head coaching. I do think schematically, Brandon Staley does a good job, but I just don't know if he can be a CEO-type guy. I mean, we saw it in Week 18. His guys were playing when they didn't need to. Like, that that kind of decision-making is just it's weird to me. Um but I, I I don't know. Something tells me that the Chargers are just going to find a way to win this game. I do expect the Jaguars to show up and show out, though, in terms of in terms of fan support, energy. I think this is going to be a really good game. I, I really do. I think that if you if you have free time on Saturday night, which you should, you should absolutely be watching this game. Eight fifteen kick uh, Eastern time. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for this one. Unfortunately, I don't think the Jags are going to be able to win. Uh, but there is a path for them to. Um, twenty-seven, twenty-four. I think it's. Oh. I think it's three point, three point win so for the Chargers. Jags don't don't cover by half a point. I know it's it's tough. Wait, it's because it was one. It yeah. was Chargers one. No, it's two and a half. It's that that number can fluctuate so much because one and two aren't too yeah. common. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, unfortunately, I, you know, and I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad if the if the Jaguars won this game. I'd actually be really happy. Uh, I'm probably going. I'm going to be rooting for the Jaguars, but I, I just don't think right now they'll be able to get it done. Yes, they're on a five game winning streak, but I can't get you know out of my head what I saw. Trevor Lawrence didn't look like himself, um, and, and I don't expect him to look that bad again. But who knows? Next game, we're gonna flip over to the NFC side. No, I'm just kidding. We're not gonna do that. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Ravens. Bengals, this one seems pretty easy. Lamar likely not going to play. Um, what do you think? I'm taking the Bengals to win. I actually think the Ravens cover with Tyler Huntley. I think. Well, isn't it like 11 and a half, 10 or something like that? Nine. It's nine um, now? Yeah, I don't know if it was like super. It was NBA. 10 and a half, I think, when I last looked. Maybe they think that Huntley's going to play, but I, I don't think Lamar's going to play at all. Um, I don't think he's been practicing. And honestly, I think it's about 50-50 Huntley plays. But if, if Huntley does play, I, I think the Ravens cover because I think the way they've been playing lately, they've been totally cold down the stretch, but they've been in the playoffs pretty firmly for the past yep. three or four weeks. And I wouldn't expect John Harbaugh to not be ready for this situation and not have something ready to go. Meanwhile, with the Bengals, like I watched the uh, last game they played because we didn't get the Browns game uh, against the Ravens in that game. And it didn't look very good. Uh, it was 27-16 when all was said and done. But again, it yep. was the exact same scenario. And then when these two and when two teams play right before their playoff matchup, I always feel like that kind of helps the underdog yep. because 
they get to see exactly what the Bengals want to do, what they've been trying to do. And obviously, you know, Bengals didn't give away all their good stuff, but they had every reason to win that game, just like the Ravens did, uh, you know, trying to win that division. So the the reality was for the Ravens, they weren't trying. They didn't have any of their starters out there. The Bengals did. Yeah. And because because the only way it could really help the Ravens is if they win and then win the coin toss and the Bengals don't want to, you know, fall on that. They don't want to fall on a coin toss and risk losing home field advantage. So yeah. they're like, we have to try hard to win this game. Uh, and so I, I do think in a, in a sense that 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 will really help the Ravens to keep it close. But at the end of the day, the Bengals are a much more talented team. I mean, anybody who's watched any amount of Bengals or Ravens football can tell you that. Uh Stars on both sides of the field, especially offensively. Yep. Uh, you know the, the the Ravens' offense for I mean months now. Ever since even when Lamar was playing towards the end of his kind of eight game stretch that he played, it was ugly. Yeah. And uh, so I, again, they just don't have enough guys. They do not have enough guys offensively, even with Lamar playing to win this game. So like if Lamar somehow comes back in this game and, you know, gets healthy enough to play, I would still take the Bengals to win. But um, especially considering it would be his first game in nearly two and a half months. But as it is, uh, I I think the Bengals win this game by seven. I think it'll be a closer, low scoring game. I would say 24, 17, something like that Bengals. But yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I don't really want to give too much lip service. I just kind of want to get into the pick because it is, you know, it it is a, a kind of a disappointing game from what it could have been. Um, right. If, you know, if the Ravens are healthy, if Lamar chooses to play, I feel like this can be a really um, competitive matchup. But as it stands, the Ravens without Lamar haven't put up more than 20 points. They haven't. And, and I think the highest they've scored is 17. Is that going to be able to beat the Bengals? Absolutely not. Is it going to be enough to cover? It did. It wasn't last week. I don't know if it would be again. I do think that you know the Ravens can play better defensively. Will they? I'm not sure. It's a tough offense to stop. So I'm going to go Bengals. I'm going to pick them to cover. Um, I think that if Tyler if Tyler Huntley plays, I still don't trust them to put points on the board. If Lamar does somehow play, though, I will be taking the Ravens to cover. I'm sure that line would change. Um, but I do think, at the end of the day, the Bengals are the better team. This one would really surprise me if the Ravens won this game. But yep. with that being said, that would just be a testament to how good of a coach John Harbaugh actually is. I mean, because he will have his guys ready to play. They'll come out physical. It's just a matter of whether or not you know they can play the whole 60 minutes, and I just don't think they can. So I'm going to take the Bengals to win and cover unless Lamar plays. Then I think the Ravens can cover that spread depending on what it is, but I, I'd imagine it probably goes to what, six, five and a half, yep. something like that. Um, so I'd probably take the Ravens to cover that though. Uh, next game, last wild card game in the AFC, I believe, hold on, let me look. This one is the first game on Sunday, one o'clock kick. Another dud. Uh, two was not playing, so we got Dolphins, Bills. I think that spread was 11, 11 and a half, 12, something like that. Um, it's 13 now. Skyler Thompson looking like he's probably going to be the quarterback. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater outside shot. Once again, kind of disappointing uh, because if Tua did play, you mentioned it on, on Wednesday's show, if Tua did play, this is a sneaky good matchup and, and the Dolphins could have pulled an upset. But, you know, I, I, I'm excited to hear your thoughts because I just don't think it's going to be close. I don't either. Uh, I've got the the Bills covering and, and winning this game, uh, again, fairly easily. I We've seen it like 
And and the Bills have been playing for their play or, or the Dolphins have been playing for their playoff lives. I don't think the Dol- Bills are playing at all good football lately. Even yeah. with uh, you know the Demar Hamlin thing is really you know a touchy subject. But even before that, you know, I mean, we were talking about how the Bills' offense hadn't looked like it had at the beginning of the season uh, for about four or five weeks, and so that was you know another storyline. After the the incident, I guess, um, and you know he's getting better. But after it was a little bit shaky in the in the Patriots game, where yep. you know they, they, like I said, two kick return touchdowns. To me, it felt like this was a very close game, and I thought to myself, hey, if the if the Bills or the uh, Dolphins with Tua come into this game with the right approach, they could absolutely win. Frankly, I would have picked them to win. But again, we've seen it with Teddy Bridgewater. We've seen it with Skylar Thompson. It really doesn't matter who the replacement is. This offense is lackluster. They do not move the football. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I think Mike McDaniel, McDonald, (laughs) uh, has been, has been, you know, putting out his probably, you know, whatever he could generate so that this team could kind of save face and make playoffs. Uh, I don't think he was saving any of his best stuff. I think this is, you know, (laughs) This is going to be what he's got. I hope so. he wasn't saving his best stuff because they needed to win that game. And, you know, they win a really close game 11-6 to six, uh, against the Jets, and I, I think the offense is about the same uh, in this Bills game, and it won't be enough because, you know, as you know, as mediocre average as the Bills offense has been the last, you know, probably better part of two months, yeah. it's way better than, than whatever the Dolphins are doing. So I would take the... Uh, Bills to win, I, I think like twenty eight to ten, thirty one yeah. to thirteen, maybe. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you. Um, I'm I'm taking the taking the Bills to cover. I, you know, I, I yes, their offense hasn't been good, but we've seen what it can do. And to me, if you, I I'm gonna bank on Josh Allen showing up in the playoffs, rather you know more often than not, and and maybe that's just because of your recency bias of what he did last year in his, in his last game in the divisional round against the Chiefs. But I really do think he'll turn it on and, and turn it around because, you know, let's be honest, Josh Allen hasn't looked like a top-five quarterback for majority of the last two months of the season. And and you've seen flashes of it. Obviously, the throw to Stephon Diggs, maybe one other quarterback in the NFL is making. Um, but at the same time, like, he didn't look great in the Patriots game. Like, he, he, he didn't. And you can live with that against a team like the Patriots. Once you get into the playoffs, and I guess you can against the Dolphins this week, but once you you know advance to the divisional round, you cannot you cannot have those types of games from your star quarterback. And I think that he knows that. I think he's going to come out guns a blazing, and him and Stefan and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox are going to be on their game. And and having Cole Beasley definitely helps. I really do think that having a nice slot guy who has playoff experience does help them. Um, they've run the ball a little bit better recently too. So, you know, I think they cover 31-10 probably is the score I'm going to go with. I, I just think this one's not even close. So I'm going to go with the Bills. Jumping over to the NFC side, give me your take on the Cowboys and Buccaneers. Uh, this. The game I'm probably most excited about of the weekend. Uh, Cowboys need this. Ever since that loss to the 49ers, I mean, that game looms large. Uh, they win that game. I think they're probably pretty well set up to make a run at the NFC Championship or even the Super Bowl. But they lost it. They lost to the 49ers first round after a really productive season, which I think ended in them going 12-5 and five like they did this year. Yep. Um, 
And, you know, ever since then, there was a lot of talk about everyone involved from, you know, what to me felt like a bit unfair after, you know, a very successful season, statistically speaking, where they were top 10 and, you know, scoring offense, scoring defense, like they were one of the most well-rounded teams in football. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, if you go one and done when you had a really good season, none of that matters, or at least not to the talking heads. And so, you know, there was kind of a stigma about this Cowboys team going into this year. Um, but, you know, it looked like they pretty much uh, completely um, crushed a lot of that uh, with some of their big wins. But recently, the 26-6 to loss to the Commanders, and of course, they weren't trying at all in that game. Uh, they had their starters out there for a lot of the game, but... You know, I mean, obviously it was they were going to take their starters out. It was going to be like a halftime deal, but they had seen such little progress. It was like, we got to keep these kids in. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how that translates to the Buccaneers game. But again, I said this in the in the takeaways episode last week. I think that that loss was actually big for them. They'd kind of been playing, uh, you know, subpar football for the last five or six weeks. Uh, including the the huge win over the Eagles. And game was a close game against Gardner Minshew. Uh, it, it was just like they'd been making mistakes, and they played mm-hmm. well in the Eagles game, but they were making mistakes, really just weren't playing their best. Uh, and so, you know, they needed an absolute just, you know, crushing defeat yep. to kind of, you know, get a full, clean reset. And I hope they will against the Buccaneers. And as mediocre football as they've been playing for the last five weeks, the Buccaneers have been playing mediocre football this entire season. They're eight yep. and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yep. you know, their best game was the win 19 to three against the Cowboys. And game one of the season. <laughs> game one. Uh, and frankly, you know, watching that that game all the way through, uh, I think it was Sunday night football, yep. first game of the season. Um, it was. So much has changed about both of those teams. Yeah. Cowboys really found an offensive identity. After Dak Prescott leaves the game with an injury, yeah. Cooper Rush gets in the game and it's, oh my gosh, we are a, you know, get our playmakers the ball in space and let them do whatever they want to do. We're a run heavy team. And, uh, you know, having fa- found that out, they go on a five game winning streak, mm-hmm. I think, or something like that and really turn their season around. So this game will be completely different than the first game. But it is Tom Brady. It is the Buccaneers. They all- did win the Super Bowl, you know, a couple of years back. Um, and, it's hard for me to say that the Cowboys will absolutely run away with this game, even though I think they're much more talented. So I think Tom Brady does what he does. He pulls off his voodoo magic. And this game is close. But I have the Cowboys winning this game, hopefully putting some of the critics to bed about how they can't win you know, close playoff games. They struggle in the clutch, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and, and Dak you know, performs. But he, he hasn't. I'll be the first to admit, he has not looked good the past you know, three, four weeks of the yeah. season. So... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys to win. I'll say Cowboys uh, 24-20. I, I think the Buccaneers' defense is totally legit. It, it is. It's been legit all season. I, I do think it, it is a somewhat low-scoring game. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think the Cowboys need to win this game. I don't think there's – and you know, you say every team needs to win the playoffs, but Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore, they need this because – Yeah, they might be around next year, but the fan base isn't going to have any confidence in them. You know, Jerry might have confidence wavering uh, if they don't show up in this game. I mean, that's a a one-and-done season when you are the better team. I mean, they got a very favorable matchup with this Bucs team who, 
And and I'm sick and tired of people saying, oh, it's Tom Brady. They're just automatically going to win this game. Guys, they're not a good football team. I, I don't understand. it. You can't just say, oh, it's Tom Brady because he hasn't looked like Tom Brady this season. Yes, he's played well in the last five minutes of football games. But what about the other 55 minutes? He's looked like a pedestrian quarterback at best. And I do think that, yes, this Cowboys defense hasn't played well as of late. Injuries have been a big reason why. But I think they're going to show up in the playoffs. I think that Dan Quinn is going to have them ready to play. And and hopefully Micah steps up and Trayvon steps up and they make some plays because they do have playmakers on that defense. You know, some, some teams don't have playmakers. They're just really well-rounded. Other teams aren't as well-rounded, but they have playmakers. That's kind of where the Cowboys fall, is that they have like four guys that can really make plays, and as long as the other guys step up and do their job, they're going to be fine. And, and yes, injuries have, have played a part into them kind of teetering a little bit into into mediocrity, but it's the playoffs. It's, it's put-up-or-shut-up time, so they're going to have to show up. Dak's going to have to show up. I think having Tony Pollard, you know, kind of f- figuring out who he is as a running back is huge for them. I mean, he is an absolute weapon out of the backfield. And let's not... Zeke still's got a little bit left in the tank. There, That's a really good one-two punch. Yes, the Buccaneers' defense is good, but I don't know if they're scoring more than 20 points. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win this thing 24-17. Um, and, and I think they move on and get a much-needed franchise moral victory um, and then they go into the, to the divisional round and have a tough matchup either way. No matter what happens, they got a tough matchup. Um, next game, Giants, Vikings. Uh, you know, give me your thoughts on this one because I I see this is the most popular upset pick, the most popular upset pick. What, what do you think? Yeah, I feel like a square. I'll give a spoiler alert. I don't have any uh, huge upsets, but I'm, I'm taking the Vikings. I think with the way the Vikings have been playing, this totally sets up as a team that hasn't, Hasn't been focused on the regular season for about four weeks. I, I believe that. They they clinched the division so long ago. Yeah. I think this team totally had their focus on the playoffs for the last, you know, like I said, four or five weeks. Um, and so I, I don't know. I think we see a team that is something similar to, uh, you know, the team that won so many close games, uh, you know, the rest of the season. Um, they had the... Terrible loss to the Packers. Bad loss at the Raiders. Uh, oh, nope, never mind. Sorry. Uh, they did lose the Raiders. Um, but bad loss to the Packers. Uh, kind of lukewarm performance against these same Giants yep. on Christmas Eve. Uh, bad performance against the Colts. First half where they go down 36-3. to three. So this team looked terrible for about three or four weeks there. But again, don't really think that this was this team's, you know, uh, who they really were. I mean, this was a team that beat the beat the Bills. Yep. As much heat as I give them for kind of, you know, winning close games and getting lucky to do so, this was a totally legit team halfway through the season. I think they picked some of that up uh here in the playoffs and against the against the Giants. I respect Dable. Uh, you know, he's a brilliant mind and clearly uh, you know, should definitely be in the coach of the year conversation. But again, so many of these players, zero playoff experience. One yeah. of the few games where that really comes into play because a lot of these teams have been in the playoffs before um, and have played on the stage before. But for a team like the Giants, it's they really, I mean, you, you struggle to look for any sort of player that can, you know, one of their best players that's, you know, been here before. And for Daniel Jones, that even amplifies. So I, I just think it's a huge stage. I don't know if the Giants are completely ready for it. 
Um, and, and I think the Vikings win this game going away. I, I think they win by 10 probably would be my guess. The Giants are solid enough and well-coached enough to keep this game relatively close. But again, Vikings have a lot more talent. Um, and, and at some point that, that just comes to a halt for the, for the Giants who, you know, really well-coached team. But at some point you gotta, you know, have the talent to have guys that can make plays in a big game like this. And, and the Vikings just have... So many more of them. So uh, I'll say Vikings 24, eh, 27, 17, probably. I, I yeah. And I've, you know, for whatever reason, this is the most popular upset pick. And, and I see more people than not taking the Giants to advance. I'm not really sure why. Other than having Brian Dable at coach, what has this team shown that they're capable of, you know, winning a playoff game? I, I really don't know. They don't have a good quarterback. Their running back is inconsistent at best, even though he's got you know the high end talent. Their wide receiving core is terrible. Their tight end isn't good. Like Daniel Bellinger's fine, but he's not a he's not a huge you know X factor tight end like some other teams have. Their right. offensive line is good. On defense, like they're okay. I, I, defensively, they don't blow me away. Along the defensive line, they're really good, but their back end isn't anything special. Their linebackers aren't anything special. And so I think we sit here and it's like, well, it's the Vikings. They're going to choke. I think that's where it comes in. It's Kirk Cousins. Oh, he can't play well. Me and you are big Kirk Cousins guys. Like, you know, as funny as that is, like we genuinely believe Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback. And a lot of people are like, I saw today that um, he, Dan Orlovsky had Daniel Jones as his number eight quarterback in, in the playoffs ahead of guys like Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott. And I think Kirk Cousins too. I, I, it's like, what are we doing? Daniel Jones is not a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. The the uh, the Vikings have better playmakers on both sides of the football. And I think they show up. And at home, I think they win this game by 10. And a lot of people are going to look back at the uh, the game they already played. And, oh, they needed a you know, 60-yard field goal in order to win that game. Guys, that was a couple weeks ago. It, the NFL is so week to week. You have to look at the matchup in real time. And, and I just don't think that the Giants are good enough to beat these Vikings. I could be wrong, but at the end of the day, I just don't see it being a a possibility. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. We're going to have just enough time to get through uh, the entire wild card in in the, you know, 40 minutes before we got to take a break. So give me your last uh, final thoughts on uh, the Seahawks 49ers, uh, and then we'll get into the divisional round after the break. Uh, I'm taking the Niners. Um, Oh, this is the one game I actually didn't make the pick. I, I think I, I think I would take the Seahawks to cover, believe it or not. Your granddaughter's going to uh, love that. Oh, just being... oh she is? Uh, sorry, that was my grandma. No. Um, <laughs> the video is good. But I'm taking the Seahawks to cover. Um, I'm trying to live make my thoughts on this. But I think, I think the Seahawks kind of been playing lukewarm football the past few weeks but at the same time i look at the 49ers and and brock purdy's totally legit but he like let's be real he played at iowa state right he was never you know he was, and even he was iowa actually state, pretty good at iowa state he was shysty but he was never heisman or no, anything like no, that no, no. like you know like max duggan right like he was heisman conversation he'll be a fifth round pick. yeah but i think he was only heisman conversation because the field was kind of ass this year right true um but I think he's been pretty solid for the 49ers so far. And we've talked about that and, you know, whether or not it's legit, who knows, but I just think from a mental standpoint, this is, this is a lot to get up for. So I think 
the the 49ers win this game because Kyle Shanahan knows that. Listen, I got a young quarterback. We're playing a team that we should pretty much handle. I think he keeps this, you know, a lot of Christian McCaffrey. I think it's a lot of, you know, short to intermediate passes, not asking Brock Purdy to do too much. And they win a closer game, uh, which is kind of what they've been doing for yeah. the most part outside of last week against the Cardinals going against, I mean, the Cardinals just a D team. Yeah. Uh, I love David Blau, but he was the quarterback. One of the worst teams, one of the worst teams we've seen assembled this year. Right. I mean, just, just awful. So, um, you know, the last game that was played, it was in Seattle, but it was 21, 13. I wouldn't be surprised if it's something along those lines, divisional matchup. So I do think it'll be closer. I think that, I, I, it would be virtually impossible for the Seahawks to pull off the upset. Um, I, I, I just think this defense is too good and the offensive playmakers are too good. Um, so I think 24-16, 24-17, something like that. Uh, Purdy doesn't look great, but he looks good enough. And, and the 49ers win this game, like I said, fairly close, but uh, you know, it's never really in doubt. Yeah. And, you know, I do think that the Seahawks haven't been playing great football. Um, I, I do think had the Lions gotten in, this would have been a more competitive game. The spread probably would have been a little bit closer. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to play an entire season. And that's what the Seahawks did. They played really well to start the season, good enough to put themselves in a position where at the end of the year, they controlled. They essentially controlled their own destiny. Obviously, they needed a little bit of help, but you know, it's one of those where you just gonna win and hope hope some other team loses. It's not like you know uh, one of those weird situations like the Steelers were in. It's like you gotta hope for like three different teams to lose, and then and then you have to win your own game. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll does really well against the 49ers in that whole NFC West kind of triangle thing. Um, this year, though, they are 0-2 against the 49ers, and I do think that a lot of that is because, uh, you know, talent disparity, there's a huge gap there. But before this season, Carroll was 8-2 and against the 49ers uh, when Kyle Shanahan was coaching. And so there is some precedent there for the Seahawks to, to kind of make this a closer game. However, when you look at the two teams this season in a vacuum, there's a reason why the 49ers won both games this year. They're just more talented, and in my estimation, they're the most talented team maybe in the NFL this year. Maybe the maybe you can make the case for the Eagles, um, maybe the Chiefs, but I would probably say that two most talented teams on paper are the Eagles and the 49ers. Um, and I just think the 49ers are a better team. I think they win 27-20. Uh, that's my final score. So I do think the Seahawks cover. Um, I think having played them twice really helps. Uh, yep. if the familiarity. It's hard to beat a team three times, man. <laughs> the familiarity. Yeah. When, when you talk to Cedric, he'd say, hey, you know what? The Seahawks are going to win this game because it's hard. It's hard to beat a team three. It's nearly impossible to beat a team three times in the same season. I think familiarity definitely helps. Um, but at the end of the day, I, 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 Yeah, I talent. think he's on to something. But talent, it's, it's all about talent. And, right. and you might not think Kyle Shanahan's a great, uh, a great head coach. Um, I do. However, I think he's really good. I, I, I don't think he's great. Honestly. What do you think? What do you think of his play calling ability? Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's great because I, in I my opinion, year, Oh, you're going to say this year, this year he's shown like a lot of growing steps and and, and okay. that absolutely because I was going to say this year in my opinion exactly he's had he's old. had three different quarterbacks and it's yeah. gotten me to to the point where I would I would have Brock Purdy you know or I would actually have a quarterback battle with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy next 
uh, next offseason. Like it, he, he's looked that good in the system, but I do think it's a very quarterback-friendly system. That's a credit to Kyle Shanahan. They have playmakers. They got Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo Samuel. They got guys that can just make plays flat out, and their offensive line is good. They keep him protected. Um, they also have Elijah Mitchell. It's a one-two punch at running back. It's not going to be, you know, it's a little bit of a change of pace. And so I just think it's going to be too much at home, especially it's going to be too much for the Seahawks to to overcome. I do think they can keep it close, but you're right. I think it's one of those where it's like the 49ers lead wire to wire, and it's like the Seahawks maybe have one possession at the in the fourth quarter where they can maybe tie the game. But other than that, I, I don't think they're going to have many opportunities to take the lead. My thing uh, with Shanahan, like, I, I think that, um, you know, like you said, Purdy was, you know, him doing so well is really impressive. At the end of the day, do I think that he also spent 100 picks trying to get this offense perfectly crafted, including Trey Lance, right? I mean, how many picks was that? Two or three? And, you know, so it's like, yeah, your offense should be that good. You spent 100 first-round picks on, you know, offensive guys and guys <laughs> two more liking, including Trent Williams. You yeah, know, but even their defense is good. Or yeah. their defense is elite. It's the best even defense in the NFL. Do I think all that? Yes, I totally do. But, hey, at the end of the day, this is a great offense. You yeah. know, and that was always my issue was that he would be this apparently insane offensive mind and every single one of his best teams totally made their bank on their defense. Um, and so it was like, and well, what's the line he, on this yeah. one? Nine. I was going to, cause I was going to change it, um, to 27, 17, but I just, I think the Seahawks are going to cover. I really do. So I, do too. I was thinking um, it might've been 10 and a half. No, hate, no hate to Shanahan, man. I mean, hell if they, if they make it as far as they make it to the Super Bowl, with Brock Purdy, I'm going to have to shut up. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I think that, you know, that would be an impressive feat, and they would have some discussions in the in the off season. So we're going to take a quick little break. We're going to come back, and hopefully we're going to be able to get through the rest of the playoffs in the next forty minutes because um, we still got to look at you know how we fared. Uh, maybe I'll just upload them separately. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how long the rest of the predi- the predictions take. But uh, so stick around. It's going to be a good one. We are back and uh let's just get right in the divisional round so we're going to start with your first game we have a different one so you got chiefs jags happening um that would be in kansas city what what are your thoughts on that one who do you have advancing there well i think the first game is almost the perfect matchup for the jaguars getting to play a team just like them that has no playoff experience getting it getting to play a team that, you know, throughout the season and even throughout last season had issues with being undisciplined and just kind of can beat themselves, the Chiefs is a whole different animal. I mean, we're talking about a team that, you know, like the Chiefs goes from, okay, now it's not just, you know, okay, they have the highest of highs, but they also have the lowest of lows. It's like highest of highs and their lows are good in a good enough to beat you so it is a yeah. really bad matchup for the chief or for the jags at that point you're playing andy reed and the chiefs i think off of a bye right yeah yeah they're the seed it's pretty much a death sentence especially in arrowhead um i i think the chiefs would win that game fairly easily but uh you know jaguars it would be a very successful season winning a playoff game uh and winning the division so can't be too upset with that but yeah at that point, it would be virtually impossible. Yeah, that is that is a tough, uh, tough matchup. And, you know, actually, mine is probably one that the Chiefs don't want to see because uh, I got Chiefs Chargers. Ooh. And it's, you know, having 
the Chargers are always one of those teams that that always play the Chiefs close no matter what. I mean, we saw Justin Herbert with broken ribs, throwing absolute dimes to keep them in that game, got a backdoor cover um, in that one earlier in the season. They would have Rashawn Slater back for this game too. So, you know, any pass rush that the Chiefs, you know, would be able to to garner, I, I think would probably be rendered useless there, and they'd have to rely on the back end. And their their back end isn't really great. I mean, the, their front four is really what creates the havoc for them. You know, having Carl Loftus, having Chris Jones, those having Frank Clark playing better this year. Those guys really, you know, speed up the game for the quarterback and, and make it easier for the DBs to make some plays, make it easier for the linebackers to make some plays. The Chiefs are extremely talented, yes. But the Chargers are one of the worst matchups for them because they're big on the outside, because they got guys that can just move the sticks on the inside. Because, you know, with a guy like Austin Eckler, a guy like uh, Josh Kelly, those two dudes, they fight for yards. I'm taking the Chargers to win this game. Isn't that crazy? Listen, you know, the 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 thing I struggled with um, while making my picks is because my preseason prediction was Chargers-Vikings. In, in, and right now... You know, I don't know if there's a clear path for both of those teams to make this Super Bowl. Um, it, you know, I threw it out there. It was a really just, I wanted to be different, and I wanted to take two teams that I thought could play really well this season. They're both in the playoffs. They're playing okay right now. Uh, I'm not going to act like both of them are world beaters right now. They're not, you know, elite teams by any stretch of the word. But I do think that the Chargers offer a really bad matchup for the Chiefs. And I think that having that week off for the Chiefs is is going to make them kind of slow coming out of the gates. I think that, you know, we saw it with the Titans last year. The, the Bengals were able to stay in, the, in that game, and the Titans looked, and yes, the Titans and Chiefs are two different teams, but the Titans didn't look like they, you know, had played football in a while. And yes, it was only a week, but I mean, in the middle of the season, yeah, that's fine. That's that's great. You need it for to have a week off, and, and you can use it to prepare. You don't know who you're playing you know, until that game is finished. So you only have the seven days or, or six days to prepare for that team. And I think that the Chiefs and Chargers having played a bunch, you know, throughout the past couple of seasons that I just think that, that Brandon Staley and the Chargers, you know, being on the wrong end of things more times than not, I think that that kind of helps them, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Meanwhile, the Chiefs having won so often, it's kind of a, well, let's just keep doing what we're doing and and let's not change it. And so I do think that this is a spot where the Chargers could pull an upset and and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. We've seen them beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead before. Um, the thing that you need to do to beat the Chiefs is play really good offensively. You need to have a guy that can, that can make all the throws. And that's why Justin Herbert and the Chargers have been able to keep up with the Chiefs is because he can make all those throws. He can keep them alive because I'm not exactly banking on the defense to, you know, keep them in that game. It's going to be the offense that does that. I do think they're able to generate a pass rush, though, if Joey Bosa is healthy. But the Chiefs offensive line has been playing pretty well as of late. Interior-wise, their their guard center guard is one of the best, you know, pass-blocking trio in, in the league. But their tackles are a little bit of an issue. So, yeah, I am going to do it. I'm going to go outside of the box here, and I'm going to take the Chargers to win this game. Um Next one, let's go to the other AFC matchup. We both have Bills-Bengals. This one is uh, happening in Buffalo because they they did indeed play the same amount of games and the Bills had a better record. I know it's crazy for Bengals fans to understand that, but so this one's happening in Buffalo. What, what do you think? Who do you think is going to come out on top of this one? I know we love to pretend that the Bengals-Bills, just t- like that whole night like almost didn't happen and that first quarter didn't happen. 
But the Bengals, I think, would have won that game. And it doesn't probably, matter. Probably. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But watching this game and thinking about a potential Bengals-Bills rematch, and, like, of course that game doesn't matter as far as, like, uh, uh, you yeah. know, who should go into the advantage. Of course not. But, you know, again, man's life was at stake. That was the thing that was the priority. But, you know, the first whatever minute, 10, 10 minutes, 10, 11, 12 minutes of that game, the Bengals outplayed the Bills. And you look at the last eight or nine weeks, the Bengals have been the much better team. Yep. This is crazy, but I'm taking the bill, uh, the Bengals on the road to come out and win this game against the Bills. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that crazy that you would do that, though. I think the Bills playing at home against the Dolphins this week, they pretty much sleepwalk through that game and like their C game could win that game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bengals, meanwhile, you know, they're playing a divisional rival. They're going to give everything they've got and they've done so for the past, you know, seven, eight weeks now. I, I, I think this sets up really well for the Bengals who have been playing elite football, probably the best in the AFC for about the last two months. Mm-hmm. I think they come into Orchard Park and, you know, pull off an upset. What would be an upset? Um, three over two, and I am sure the spread for that would be about eh, Buffalo minus three, Buffalo minus three and a half. Um, and so I, I, I think you know the the Bills kind of just playing mediocre football lately finally catches up to them, and the Bengals kind of hit them with the right hook and win that game. Eh, I'll say twenty seven twenty something like that. I, I I think the Bengals win that game. That's a game that you know I would be really excited for um, if yeah. it were to happen. I think that. You know, those two teams are really on a collision course, and we've been talking about it for a while, but it seems like there's a clear top three in the AFC, but this is the NFL, and you have to play week to week. I mean, the Chargers, or not the Chargers, but the Packers went 15-1 one year and lost in the NFC Championship game to a team that was 9-7. and seven. So, right. like, you have, like, you have to look at it that way. It's like, yeah, the team has played great throughout the regular season, but who's playing the best right now? And this is a, like I said on, on Wednesday's show, this is a week-to-week game. It, it really is. And so you really don't know who's going to come out uh, firing, but I do think being at home for the Bills is a huge advantage. And I do think that they're going to be healthy too. Uh, they just designated uh, Micah Hyde for uh, for return. Uh, somebody else too, I can't remember who it was, but it was a starter that they lost earlier in the season. I, I just don't see the Bills losing this game. I do think it'd be close, but I think it would be it would come down to Josh Allen making plays that really only him and Patrick Mahomes can make and the Bills finding some footing in that game against the Dolphins, using that momentum to propel themselves forward. And I think that, once again, Orchard Park in this kind of, in in this weather, because it is so different from what Cincinnati is used to, I mean, really, there's only three, there's only two other teams that could go to Orchard Park and not feed, and not, like, notice a difference from where they currently play, and that would be Chicago and Cleveland. But that's because they they consistently play in you know windy conditions that just aren't favorable for offense. The Bengals don't, and yes, they have played in Cleveland, uh, but it's even it Orchard Halloween exactly. Even Orchard Park's a little bit of a different beast. I mean, last year they had forty mile per hour winds. Period. Like that wasn't counting the gusts of like sixty miles per hour, and that's yeah. something that you have to deal with when you go there. That really no other team is capable of dealing with other than the Bills. You talk about a quarterback who's big, trunky, can can cut through the winds of of Buffalo. That's Josh Allen, right? I think the play I think you have playmakers on both sides of the ball, but at the end of the day, I think the Bills get back to what they looked like at the beginning of the season and are able to win this game. 
by four points. I think 30, 31-27 would be the final. I do think it would be a higher scoring game, you know, even with the win conditions, just because both teams are so high-powered offensively. So, But I'm going to go with the Bills. Next, uh, let's go over to the NFC side. Eagles, I believe, Cowboys, because we both have the same NFC um, uh, wild card. So we would have Eagles, Cowboys. Give me your thoughts on that one. I First off, I don't, who did I take into the AFC? Your AFC championship game? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I mean, who did I take uh, at the beginning of the season for my AFC to go to the Super Bowl? Was it Bills Packers? I think it was the Bills. I think it was. I think it was Bills Rams. Maybe I think it's what you went with. Okay, I can go um, back and look. I just won't be able to do it right now. I did fall into like, oh, well, I was high on the Cowboys at the beginning of the season. Should I take them to the playoffs? I did. Uh, I, I'm taking the Eagles to win this game. Uh, I know I've said over and over and over again how I think that this could set up well for the Cowboys. They're not playing great football. Like, it's tough. Like, at some point with how the Eagles have looked when they come fully healthy and come together, the Cowboys have always been close Mm -hmm. and, you know, have always looked like that against the Colts or, you know, they've had a couple of games where it's like, yes, that's it. But it hasn't been consistent enough. And for the Eagles, it was like that for about five or six weeks. And, you know, coming off or having that entire bye week to prepare for the Cowboys, I think this team clicks together. They're going to be pretty much fully healthy. Uh, Hurts looked good enough in the Giants game. And I think as a team, they come together and they, they win a close game. And it's sad because I think... Fully, I think this is the strongest team in the NFC side. And and I, I think, you know, as, yeah. as tough of a matchup as the Cowboys can be for the Eagles, because they're pretty much the only team with athletic enough defensive end. I think even yeah. Nick Bosa can't even keep up with Jalen Hurts, but Micah Parsons can. Um, so I, I think they're pretty much one of the only teams defensively that can match up with the Eagles. But at the end of the day, there's only so much that can, you know, can be done with that. And, you know, as bad of a matchup as they are, 34 points with Gardner Minshew was scored and, you know, a lot of points in the first game in, uh, uh, in Philadelphia. So it'll be a tough game for the, for the Cowboys. I think they keep it close and, you know, haters will hate, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, it's like, there's not a lot you can do. You know, the Eagles are a great team and they're going to beat a lot of teams. So it's a tough, it would be a tough loss for the Cowboys, but something that, you know, I wouldn't really blame them for. I, I think the Eagles win a close game. I'll say 27, 24. I really think it would be close, but yeah, I got the Eagles. And you know, it, I would love to be the Cowboys guy, but I can't, I got to be honest to the to, to, to tour fans. It's you know? yeah. And it's tough too, because you know, you kind of get into this, well, they've played twice already. So each team kind of knows what the other team is about. So you think it would be a close game, but, and I do think that there is something to be said about, you know, like I said with the Chiefs, that, you know, that having that bye is a good thing, yes, because you get to rest, but it's also a bad thing because playoff football is so different than the regular season. And, and we hear that every single year. I do think having that, that playoff experience, even for a team that has playoff experience in the past, I think it's really important um, in the first round, especially if you can get a team that's not, you know, not great or not playing great football like some of the other teams. But at the end of the day, I just think they're too talented to to let that you know get the best of them. They're young too, which I do think helps a lot um, with that. I'm going to go with the Eagles too. Um, I, I do think the Cowboys offer a, a, a good fight for at least three quarters, but I think in the fourth quarter, the Eagles probably pull away. I, I don't know what the spread would be on that. It's probably around five, four, four and a half, something like that. Um, maybe even six because I, I know that Vegas really likes Philly. Um, 
But you have being able to play at Lincoln Financial at home in front of the home crowd, it's huge. We've seen Philly play at home this year. They're they're normally really good. The one slip up they had was the Commanders. Um, you know, when fully healthy. Other than that, yep. they were lights out. So I'm going to go with the Eagles to win this one. Next one, Vikings 49ers. This is this is an interesting matchup. Uh, we haven't we didn't see it in the regular season. Um, most of the playoff matchups we did see in the regular season. This is one that we did not. So I'm I'm interested to see your thoughts on this game. Uh, I think the 49ers win. First off, I think they're more talented, and second off, I think they've been playing much better football lately. Uh, as far as the, the Vikings go, they can you know skate by the by the Giants, you know, with their kind of. I mean, they're an average. Like I hate to say, like they're a slightly above average team to me. I yeah. don't think they're a great team. And, and, you know, I think they're a pretty good team, but when you play a fantastic team like the 49ers at their place, that's it. I mean, they would have to play pretty much the perfect game to pull off the upset in San Francisco. Um, And and again, I still think with the playmakers around Brock Purdy, like he doesn't have to be great. And and I think even if, if Jimmy G was the quarterback, hell, you could throw Trey Lance in there. And I think that this team would probably be fine and and i i think that remains true the the 49ers are just playing too good at football they are going to be you know the team that really kind of breaks the vikings is you know uh every single inconsistency they've had and every single um you know flaw they've had but they've been able to get through in these close games totally gets exposed in this yep. 49ers game. and i think the 49ers cruise i i think it's 35-13 or something like that. I think this is a huge win for the uh, 49ers. And the thing about the Vikings is when they play a good team, we see what happens. They usually end up falling flat on their face. And, you know, it, ha- it happened It happened against the Eagles. It happened against the Cowboys. It happened against the uh, Packers, although the Packers weren't, I mean, they're not great, but they were playing good football at that time. Right. So, really... Do I think the Vikings are, uh, I think they're a good team. Do I think they're capable of beating the 49ers? I think even on the 49ers C-Day, no. I still think the answer is no. I just think that they're, right now there's a clear top two in the NFC, and I don't think it's close. I think it's it's 1A, 1B, and then there's a huge gap. I don't really care who you throw there because it doesn't matter. Um, I think that there's a, a clump at the bottom that made the playoffs that's really you know close together. Because, like, I think that if you throw the Lions in the playoffs, there's a there's a good argument that they're the third best team in the NFC. You know, I, I think there's a good argument. I know you won't, but I think there's a good argument that they are with how they've been playing. Um, but they're not. And so at the end of the day, you know, it's the top two. And so I'm going to have the top two playing in the NFC Championship game, as you are. We have the same uh, NFC Championship. We have different AFC Championship. We, we don't even have the same teams in there. It's two completely different teams, which I think is very interesting. Um, yours is a rematch of last year's uh, AFC Championship game. This game's happening in Arrowhead. Arrowhead yet again. It's a rematch of a game we already saw this season. Do the Bengals repeat and beat the Chiefs? No, I think the Chiefs at home, um, you know, I, I, I just think, I think last year we, we talked so much about like how the Bengals, and I touched on this and I think one of our takeaways episodes, how much of a terrible matchup, you know, the, the Bengals are for the Chiefs. I think there is something to the Bengals really being able to move the football against the Chiefs defense. I think having the amount of weapons the Bengals do and just kind of the lack of depth in the Chiefs' secondary really hurts them. And whenever 
it seems like the Chiefs try and play man-to-man late in games when they really need a stop. They have to load the box. They can't do it. We saw it in the in the playoff game last year. Uh, and we saw it in the uh, uh, game this year a little bit to T. To T Higgins. And even the, the regular season game last year. The difference being, like, the Chiefs royally screwed up last year to get into a spot where that was the case, yeah. where that game got into overtime. They made so many countless mistakes, and we forget about it because, you know, we just think, oh, well, Burrow did this. and Exactly, yeah. It was awesome. Well, Andy Reid made a bunch of mistakes, and Patrick Mahomes made a bunch of mistakes, and, you know, Tyreek Kill didn't play his best game, and they got this game into overtime. The defense, you know, kind of fell apart, and, you know, there was just – Overall, last fourth quarter was just very poorly managed. But the Chiefs, pretty much for the most part in that game, were the much better team. If, you know, this this game gets close this time, I think this is kind of the game the Chiefs have been waiting for. I think they really want to play the Bengals. And having played the Jags the previous round, it's kind of the game they were, they were yeah. you know, kind of going up for the last two or three weeks. So I, I totally get the Bengals, you know, do provide a bad matchup for that Chiefs defense. I totally will concede that but Mahomes Andy Reid it's too much and 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 they win this game and get to their uh third Super Bowl yeah and you know I I do want to set the stage a little bit because I have I have been usually pretty bad at picking the playoffs um one year uh 2017 I actually got to the championship games I got all the teams right all four teams uh Vikings Eagles and then um Jaguars Patriots it's just because I was a Jaguars homer. That's the only reason I picked them. Um, then you had Vikings Jags, didn't you? And then I had Vikings Jags. <laughs> yep. And so I was wrong about the Super Bowl. But my point is, is that I'm, you know, since then it's been pretty downhill for me. Um, last year I I did have the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. I will say that, but I had them playing the Packers because I didn't I didn't believe in my preseason pick of the Rams. Otherwise, I would have been back there. Um, and then I think I had Chiefs Bill. Uh, I don't know what I had. It was Chiefs Chargers maybe. I think on the other side. I can't remember or not Chargers. I don't remember who was on the other side of the bracket for that one. But it was Chiefs somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember though. Uh, who did the bang? Oh, it might have been Chiefs Titans. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what you. Had. I think that I think that's what it was. Um, but you know, it, it with with I'm saying this because I have a conventional NFC Championship game. You know, the two top seats, but my AFC is very unconventional. It's you know a lot of a lot of people are going to pick some variation of Bills Bengals Chiefs. Like that's just what they're going to do. And I have the Chargers in there. I you know I think that they're a team that can compete at least with the Chiefs. I think it's a good matchup. I think the matchup with the Bills is terrible. Um, you have to go across the country to a place that you're not familiar with, one. Two, if you thought the conditions in Kansas City were bad, they're even worse in Buffalo. That's three consecutive road games. You go from a nice Jacksonville to a mediocre Kansas City. I'm assuming it'll kind of be mediocre temperatures in the you know 20s, 30s. And you go to Buffalo where it's probably going to be in the single digits to teens with, with you know the wind. And so I think all of that adds up. There's there's a lot of travel. It's an inexperienced team. They they fought their most valiant fight against the Chiefs, and, and it's kind of like a you know a letdown spot. We talk about that in college football uh, all the time. I think it's kind of a letdown game for the Chargers, and and you get one where the Bills end up running away with this. They're they're at home. They've been at home. They're comfortable in the routine. They're a really good team. 
it's just I think they're similar in, in, in how they're built to the Chargers, too. They got two really good outside perimeter guys, a good tight end that can move the sticks, you know, a running back who they utilize in both the passing and running games, not, you know, super explosive or dynamic, but can be at times. And then defensively, I think they're driven by names. I don't think either one's like, you know, super well-rounded, but I think they're driven by the players and the names that you see, like Matt Milano, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Trey White. And then on the Chargers side, it's Khalil Mack. It's Joey Bosa. It's, you know, Derwin James. It's, It's those. So I think these two are very similar teams, and I don't think the Chargers are built well enough to beat this Bills team because it's going to be a high-scoring game. The playmakers are going to make plays. I, I I imagine that the Bills end up pulling away and win by, you know, 10 to 13 just because the Chargers run out of gas at some point. And so I, I think I think the Bills end up representing um, the AFC in the Super Bowl. Really good story, you know, after what happened with DeMar Hamlin. That I mean, b- being able to play in front of that cloud in, crowd in three straight games, that's, that's huge. It, it, it's really big for them. NFC side, Eagles, 49ers, this would probably be, you know, game of the year type stuff. I mean, two really, really talented teams. I said it already. I think they're the two most talented in football, most well-rounded rosters. Give me your takeaway and, and thoughts on this one. I I do think, because I, 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 I was really close with Cowboys-Eagles, I think there's a top three. So you think that, I, I think there's a solid top three, because I thought if I had Cowboys- I was really close in Cowboys Eagles. If I picked the Cowboys, I would have picked the Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. I think in the NFC Championship game, Brock Purdy kind of gets exposed for what he is, which is a rookie quarterback who he like. It's hard for me to believe he is going to be, you know, three games very good, good enough to go bang, 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 get to the Super Bowl and, and this 49ers team, you know, with with Brock Purdy. I I would be surprised by that if they do it. Total credit to Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan, and I was wrong and totally will admit that. But it's just a lot to ask. And when you're playing a completely well-rounded roster like the Eagles, the only real issue they've had is stopping the run, but I think they're going to get more healthy. They should be a little bit better with that by the NFC Championship game time. Uh, There's just pretty much... Other than that, there's pretty much no flaws on this roster and flaws on this team. Uh, I, I I think Nick poses, you know, a great player. Do I think he can keep up with Jalen Hurts and be the guy that actually neutralizes him in his ability? I don't think so. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, I think the Eagles win this game. It would be uh, in Philadelphia. I think it sets up well for them. Um, and, and they win a, a fairly high-scoring game. I would say 28-23, something like that, uh, and get to the Super Bowl. So, uh, and, and, you know, don't really love Sirianni, but this Eagles team, I will say this, at least, like, offensively, they're very likable. A.J. Brown, you know, he is, I, I like him and kind of appreciate his story and what he's there, what he, you know, the, yeah. being based with D.K. Metcalf and going to Tennessee with a run-heavy team, but still putting up a bunch of yards. Um, and then Jalen Hurts, I'm a huge fan of, uh, with Lincoln Riley. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm taking I'm taking the Eagles. I think it's a fairly close game, but I, I, I think the Eagles are better. Well, I think roster is probably about the same, but that quarterback position makes the difference. Yeah, and, and I think there's something to be said about that, but... I don't trust Sirianni in this position. I think I, you know, I think that the roster is talented enough, but we saw him last year really struggle, and, and it it wasn't the same team necessarily. 
but the play calling was, you know, it was it was skeptical. Like I was skeptical of the play calling because it was a lot of let's just throw the ball, let's just throw the football. They didn't run the ball, they didn't set the tone, and they're capable of doing that. I just don't know if they will, and you kind of have to against this 49ers defense. With Fred Warner in the middle, and the guy like D'Amico Ryan's coaching the defense, I think that they're they're very good at at sniffing out um, play action and and fakes and stuff like that. So you have to really sell it. And at the end of the day, you know, in terms of coaches, I think Kyle Shanahan's a better coach. And I think the rosters are very, very even. I think the, I think the 49ers are, is a little bit better. I think the 49ers are the best team in football right now. Um, so I'm going to take them to win this game. It's not, you know, it's, it's tough that it's not in Santa Clara. It is in Philly. So they do have to travel across the country. Um, I, I do just, I just think they're the better team. Uh, I think they're the most well-rounded team in football right now. I do think Nick Bosa is able to keep up with Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. That that means that my Super Bowl is Bills 49ers. Yours is Chiefs-Eagles. That's kind of crazy that we came up with two different um, Super Bowl winners considering that uh, we seven of the eight wildcard games, or uh, five of the six wildcard games, we picked the same teams. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, you your Super Bowl. Uh, who who do you have winning it all? I have the Eagles. So I I think this is the best team in football. It's just yeah, I I I just think they're just so offensively they're so dynamic in what they can do even without and you know, to some extent like the B- Bills are kind of the same way, but the the Eagles are a little bit better with their run game. Uh I just think that quarterback position is so dynamic. I think and having won a couple of games, you kind of get all the rust from Hurts not playing in a couple of games. Don't really think that'll be an issue. Uh, passing game has been so amazing this year. This team, like I said, I, I think it's probably the best in football. We'll obviously see, uh, but um, the only question will be defensively. But you know, for a team that doesn't run the ball very well, like the Chiefs, I think that could be a pretty good matchup yeah. for the Eagles. So, um, well, they have. They would, I will say the thing about the Chiefs that does worry me a little bit when they're playing the Chargers is that they found something in Isaiah Pacheco. Like he is, he is, I think, you know, people are talking, uh, talking about, you know, the Chiefs are out, they're RB1. Yeah, no, Isaiah Pacheco is better than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I 100% believe that, so. I I think it's tough for him to be, you know, kind of your average workhorse, you know, he's no like Saquon Barkley, I'm just going to, you know, hand the ball off to, you know, two or three downs, but uh, can he, you know, does he have a little bit of Relique Brown to him, USC? Heck yeah. Um. Just because just of the size, size is similar. Uh, so I, I think this would be a good matchup for the Eagles and for a team that I really felt like has been the best team in football for pretty much this entire season. I think there is an argument to be made they're not playing the hottest right now. Uh, but I think with the extra bye week, uh, they'll get things ironed out. And then, uh, you know, picking up a huge win against a division rival like the Cowboys really helps them to get going. And then ultimately in the Super Bowl, playing a team like the Chiefs, who I think would be a good matchup for them. They get the job done and bring, uh, you know, their second Super Bowl in the last five or six years, which is unbelievable considering. Yeah, I was just going to say that. A completely different roster and completely different coaching staff, completely different team. That is unbelievable to me. Yeah, you have you have some carryover, but we're, we're talking about a brand new quarterback, a brand new coaching staff, you know, a lot of new guys. You talk about Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard. I mean, that's just offensively. I think the one there's the two carryovers would be Lane Johnson and, and Jason Kelsey on the offensive side. And then defensively, it's Fletcher Cox. 
right? right? I mean, I mean, you talk about those those guys. It's not much. It's like it is a brand new team essentially, and so I think yep. that would be if they were to do it. I mean, that would be insanely impressive, and I think that uh, that would warrant some some serious talk of, you know, is um, oh no, I'm going to blank. Howie Roseman, uh, Howie Roseman, the best GM in football. I, I I do think so, and I think there's there's some serious, uh, you know, there's a serious argument to be had there. My Super Bowl is Bills Forty Niners. Um, you, you, the Bills get back to their first Super Bowl in uh, I think since what nineteen ninety four five something like that, um, where they lost to the Cowboys. The Forty ers were just here a couple of years ago, right? Twenty uh, the twenty twenty Super Bowl um, against the Chiefs. So you know. They did. A, they're doing it with a different quarterback, though. Most of the roster is the same. Um, they didn't have Brandon Ayuk last time. They didn't have Christian McCaffrey, but they had Kittle. They had Samuel. Um, defensively, they're still relatively the same. I think DeForest Buckner is the one, and Richard Sherman are the are the two guys that they don't have that were on that team. Um, meanwhile, for the Bills, you know this is this is uncharted territory. Like I said, you know they went to four straight and didn't win one, so the fans know. But the actual players don't know what it's like, and I do think that there is some advantage there for the 49ers having you know that experience, having been to a Super Bowl before. A lot of those players, you know, uh, actually was Trent Williams on that team. I don't even know. Yes. If he, he, I think he was. I I think he was, but I, I I can't remember how long ago that saga with the with Washington was for him. Um, I think it was the 2019 season, but I couldn't remember. Um, I just think the 49ers, like I said, are the best team in football. I really do. And, and I think that that means that they, you know, win the Super Bowl. And I think they're a bad matchup for the Bills, too. I think they're very physical up front. They're going to be able to pressure Josh Allen. They're going to be able to run the football. Uh, what? Did you did you have something? You bring the Bills all the way to the Super Bowl, just have them lose again? That's yeah. mean. Hey, listen, listen, I know it's tough. It, it really oh, is, right? It, it sucks. But at the end of the day, I do think the 49ers, like I said, they're the best team in football. And it's a bad matchup for the Bills. Um, you, you know, I, I do think there's something to be said about they get kind of lucky with their run. They get to face the Dolphins without Tua. You know, the Dolphins would be a bad matchup if Tua was healthy. The Bengals, I think, are a really good matchup for the Bills because, you know, offensively and defensively, I think they're relatively like kind of the same team. Um, I do think that the Bengals are a little bit more uh, stout up front, but I think the Bills are very capable of, of playing in that game. And then they play the Chargers, who they're just superior at like almost every position, you know, maybe outside of uh, edge rusher and, and wide receiver. You know, they, they, have, they have the edge. And so I think that that allows them to play their game of football, their style of football. And then defensively, I think they have the DBs to kind of match up with the threats that, that the Chargers give you. Then they play a team in the 49ers that they haven't had to play this entire season. I mean, a team that can run the football and runs it really well, and a team that stops the run really well. That's what wins you games, and that's why I think that you know you have the Eagles winning and I have the 49ers winning is because we think that, that the NFC Championship game is really the two most well-rounded teams, the teams that can that can do the best at you know, do the most at stopping the run, running the ball, throwing the football, stopping the pass. That's why I think we have, you know, we might have different winners in that game, but we ultimately have them winning the Super Bowl is because they're the most well-rounded. And and so I think that it's just a bad matchup for the Bills. And so ultimately I do have the 49ers winning, I think, their sixth or seventh Super Bowl um, of uh, of their franchise history and their first since the 90s, right? I think the last one they won with Steve, with Steve Young in like 91 or something like that. 
or ninety six five something like that. I don't know. It was it was it was somewhere along that. But um, and first time for them, they've been to two since, and unfortunately weren't able to win. Um, but this one, this one, they're going to get. I I really do think that they're, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I I I think that for the you know the amount of lackluster games we have in the first round, um, with you know Tua being hurt, not having Lamar play likely um the Seahawks kind of getting in by the skin of their teeth not playing great football at the end of the season um I, I, you know the the Buccaneers being the Buccaneers although people are gonna be like oh it's Tom Brady that's uh, how can you say it's a bad matchup because they're not a good team so right. I think for for all of that the divisional games the um championship games and the Super Bowl are all going to be really good so yep. obviously all of that remains to be seen I do think we're going to end this episode here and then we're going to do a separate a separate episode um, for our like a, a recap of, of what we had um, this season, our preseason predictions. Just because you know we're going on uh, uh, 120 minutes, right? Or not 120, but uh, 100 minutes. So hour 20, yeah. hour 20. That's what I meant to say. It's 80 minutes. Um, so I think that you know splicing that up is probably pretty good. So we'll have that. Um, this will air. Obviously, you're going to be listening to this Friday. I'm not sure if uh, I'm going to try to get this one out also Friday or do it on Saturday morning, uh, the next one. Uh, We'll see. But you're going to have it, so you can listen to it. Um, Thank you guys so much. You're good, right? Yep. I didn't didn't cut you off or anything. Okay. Uh, Thank you guys so much for watching. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you on the flip. See ya.